0: So welcome back everyone. And maybe uh, Maria-Christina, while people come back, would you be willing to screen share in the drawing of Mahapachapati? Gotami? to me. So this is uh, Mahapachapati Gautami, she was the uh, maternal aunt of the Buddha and his foster mother because you know it said that the Buddha's own mother died about seven days after he was born and she also was uh, one of the very first Bhikkhunis. I am a Bhikkhuni, a fully ordained Buddhist nun and Mahapachapati Gautami was one of the first bhikkhunis and she was the first leader in the bhikkhuni sangha and you know she holds her arms born here in this drawing which i also have you know because uh, like her i'm an arms mendicant and i don't have those long earlobes because she was a an aristocrat she had very heavy earrings before she ordained so they she took them out upon ordination and that's why she has those long earlobes and the Buddha also is often depicted with long earlobes because he had this uh, royal jewelry which must have been really heavy. So thank you so much for screen sharing that in. uh, Maria Christina yeah so she is kind of the mother of the bhikkhuni sangha because she has uh, been. doing a lot of work community work at that time because she was a you know a queen so she had these skills or so you know to bring people together. So yeah that's Mahapachapati Gautami. And now I'd like to guide us through a, a formal meditation on the on metta in the way and how it was done in, in the early Buddhist teachings, when the Buddha was still walking around here on the planet, the way how he taught Metta was a radiation practice. And uh, that's what I'd like to do with you. And just as a intro, I am gonna share with you A part of the chant in our chanting book here at the Aloka Earth Room, we have a chant on the what's called the four Brahma Viharas and it's called uh, the four boundless qualities and I chant the first paragraph, which is about Metta in English. So, and these are the original meditation instructions from the Sutta. Now let us make the four boundless qualities shine forth. I will abide pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with love and kindness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth. So above and below, around and everywhere and to all as to myself, I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with love and kindness, <coughs> abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. So that's the first paragraph, and then it goes on, you know, the same wording metta is replaced with compassion, gladness, and equanimity. And then in the Pali, I'm also going to chant it for you the original instructions. <laughs> meta sahagatena chetasa ekang tisang paritva viharati tata tutiyang tata tatiyang tata chatutang ittiyu dhamma todiriyang sabati saba tataya saba vantang lokang meta sahagatena chetasa Vipulena maha katena apamane na avere na apayapa jena paretva viharatiiti. So, that is the instructions, and now I'm just gonna <coughs> guide you through it. So, please, you know, find a posture you can sustain for about 30 minutes and again you know allow your breath to take you into the body you know trusting your nervous system to know what it's doing if you have that intention And also bring to mind, you know, your aspiration. Why you have joined us today for this half day long? Why are you practicing? And you know, also checking your mind, your heart, and your body. How are you right now? You're just taking a screenshot. And then, you know, bringing up an image of a being in your life, you know, which can arouse that feeling of matter of loving kindness in your heart, maybe, you know, it's a image of your own mother, or maybe an image of a puppy, a baby, a little kitten, or planet Earth. or whatever, you know, moves your heart to have that wish, you know, may all beings be happy. For me, a baby works really well. You know, a smiling baby, the vulnerability and the innocence and the beauty is deeply moving, you know, for the heart. Or it could also be, you know, for example, the The budding new world understanding, the budding new imagination, which is coming to be shared by our species, that we are not separate. What is emerging between us? What is born between us? So allowing that to soften us around the heart and maybe you know you can feel a like a slight tingling
1: <clears throat>
0: and just you know with the in-breath really feeling the matter And with the out allowing it to spread out throughout our bodies. May all beings be happy. And that includes ourselves of course. May all beings be happy. You know, holding that image holding that feeling of matter like you know you're protecting like a little candle flame with your hands so it's not going to be blown out by the wind so really gently breathing into it <clears throat> and fanning it a little bit into being through the wish you know may all beings be happy And if your mind you know wanders off into thinking about something, as soon as you're noting is, just gently bring it back to the image or the sentence. And if your mind is already you know easing into the meditation, you can also you know drop the sentence and the image and just be with the direct experience of meta in your body. Whatever works for you. Thank mm-hmm. you. And then, you know, as the experience of matter starts to stabilize, we can allow the matter to radiate out in front of us. No pressure, you know, just allowing it to radiate as far as it likes to. Like opening up the space in front of that light of matter which is in our heart. and then from the front, allow it to radiate to one side, behind us, and to the other side, coming all the way to the front and above and below, around and everywhere. So allowing the quality of matter to permeate the space where we are sitting, you know, which is limitless and which doesn't end at the walls of this room. (laughs) So allowing the matter to radiate out in all directions and sitting in an orb of matter And if the mind wanders off into thinking, just gently, you know, bring it back again to the sensation in the heart area. Or if you've lost that, you can also come back, bring up the image or the sentence again. So that's, you know, the difference between doing matter, if we're using an object such as the image or the sentence, or just being matter. So first for time we're doing it and then we are being it. So from doing to being So, it's about familiarizing ourselves with matter so that in daily life, you know, we are more aware when the mind contracts, we feel the difference. It's for us like a, you know, it's a bit of a ringing the bell. Oh, the mind is contracted. Be careful. So the metta meditation familiarizes ourselves with the mind when it is open and wide, when it is immeasurable and we're getting used to it. We are familiarizing ourselves with it so we can, you know, get back to it quicker. Because there's a, a sense of familiarity established through the practice. And then, you know, in the sutta, the image which is used for for the practices, it's called the conch blower is the name of the sutta. Because there is, you know, in the olden times when there was no newspapers or any kinds of uh, possibility, you know, to pass on information, somebody would come to the marketplace and blow a conch or a trumpet. So people would come and then the news would be announced. So, and the Buddha uses the conch blower as an example how the matter is radiating out out in all directions in the town so that everyone will hear it and come. So that kind of a radiation, that's what we are speaking about, but without any pressure, just gently allowing, And knowing that the power of intention, in you know teaming up with energy and focus, naturally the radiation starts to open up. First of all, you know, permeating our own bodies and minds, and then from there radiating out however wide it wants to. So with the in-breath, we're being aware of matter, how it feels. And with the out-breath, we're being aware of the spaciousness, which doesn't end at the walls of the room we're sitting in. But which is immeasurable. So, with the in breath, we're feeling how our meta feels, and with the out breath, we are relaxing into the spaciousness. So, all solidity is left behind. The boundless space. So, we can, you know, let maybe go of the meta and pay more attention to the spaciousness, the space, the boundlessness. Listening into the space, listening into the silence in allowing the mind to expand And then, you know, we can leave the perception of space behind and just uh, becoming aware of that which knows about the space. Awareness, conscious awareness. It's like almost like making a U-turn, dropping the object and the subject being aware of itself. The subject is the knowing. Awareness, consciousness, just awareness, being aware of itself, a conscious knowing, just resting at that as that. like a mirror being conscious of its capacity to reflect. That's what we call the refuge of Buddha, the capacity to reflect. any sense of ownership or me or mine or dropping all of that just knowing conscious knowing conscious awareness resting as that And then, you know, as we are coming towards the end of the meditation, we are coming back, you know, to the breathing process and the impermanence of that. And at all mind states, even the most sublime, you know, mind state of matter or just resting as awareness, they all are impermanent. And you know, when the time comes to change, to move out of that state, then that's what's happening. Soon you're going to hear the bell. And also, you know, before we ring the bell, just being conscious of the subtle joy or contentment, which is a quality of the mind which doesn't cling, a natural quality of the mind which doesn't want anything in particular in this moment. A very precious mindset, very pleasant, very subtle, very gentle. May all beings be happy. May all beings be free from all suffering. And for the centering practice, you can either stand, that would be actually best. I will stay seated so my setup doesn't really allow the standing right now. But sitting is also fine for those who prefer sitting. And uh, the purpose of this centering practice is to be able to take action from what we most care about to be able to return to that which we most care about very quickly when we get thrown off. So the first thing is you know, to bring our attention from the sinking mind down into feeling, into the body. So get inside your own body, your own skin, feeling pressure, temperature and movement. And then we bring our attention down about two inches below the belly button. And you can put your hand there and bring yourself behind your hand. This is actually uh, our center of gravity when we are standing. So bring yourself behind your hand. And now we are going to center in four directions. The first one is length, the vertical line. We are both relaxing through our body down onto the ground and lengthening up towards the sky at the same time, feeling our full length and inside of that, we reflect on our spiritual and ethical vision and that we can take pragmatic grounded action on that vision. We can also think of length as centering in our dignity and recognizing the dignity of others. So, so it's really feeling the vertical line. And then we come to the second dimension, which is the dimension of width. We want to feel out as wide as we can from side to side. If it's helpful, you can reach your arms out or just feel the width of your shoulders, your sides and your hips. There's a lot in our lives that we experience as pressure to shrink up. We want to unfurl and widen out again and relax into our width. Think of WITS as the relational space, the community space where we can let ourselves out more and let others in. Both feel ourselves and also feel others, centering inside of WITS through our felt sense. And then the third dimension that we want to center in is depth. We start with sensing what's behind us. Feeling the space between our shoulder blades or maybe the clothes on our legs. Feel your backside and then bring your attention to include your internal landscape, your heart, your guts, and come all the way through to your front side. We want to really increase our depths back to front, inside of depths, we are increasing our access to our internal landscape. Being able to feel more and differentiate in those feelings. We connect to our past in present time and then connect to the future that we are committed to building. Lengths, widths, and depths, all felt inside our own skin. And the last thing that we want to center inside of is our purpose. Either an image or a sentence, which reminds you of what you are committed to, reminds you about what you care about or who or what you really love. So allow that to arise. And go ahead and bring that to center. However you know, surprising it might have been what came up or however small or large, just bring that to center. And from center, we are letting our purpose to really feel us out. The breathing into it, allowing it to permeate our body from the toes to the fingertips the top of the head. It's almost like if someone would be feeling our presence, they would be able to tell what really matters to us. We are informing our nervous system with what we care about, what we are committed to by building muscle memory through centering in length, width, depth, and insight of purpose. So that's our centering practice. And I can uh, ask uh, Maria Cristina to put a video link into the resource page, because that's maybe a practice you might try to continue doing, you know, it's suggested to do it five times a day. But even to do it just one time a day or two times, you know, would be helpful. It's about really building muscle memory. And so we can come back to it easier when we get thrown off center, you know, when we forget. So you can find that later in the resource page.